1: Ty's got good hair.
3: So I had that golf event earlier in the summer for the men's basketball team, and t- apparently Trevin Brazil was doing that during his rehab. I golfed a lot. I don't know. Coach, oh, coach,
4: wait a minute. Oh wait. We're talking about rehab here, and you're out there playing golf. Coach, coaches, you know that
0: he was out there playing lot. I acted like I didn't know, but yeah. yes, I knew he was working on his golf game.
3: He and Cade uh, Abergast on our team, these two guys golf all the time. Wow. I don't. I didn't really know it was possible to be an SEC hooper and also golf, <laughs> but T B and Cade are doing it. Apparently that's a thing. Now, Chuck, I'm going to be honest, man. When I tore my ACL, I was scared out of my mind to play golf and come back because I thought I was twisting my knee. But apparently that's what Trevin's kind of been doing in his free time at this yeah, point. Yeah, I guess so. And good for him. I mean, if you're able to get out there and do it, more power to you. He was talking about after. It's like, yeah, once practice started and I started getting the swing of things, I didn't really have time to do it. So I don't. I think that might just be an off-season thing
1: for him, not necessarily mid-season. Well, I wouldn't imagine he's spending a whole lot of time you know, out there right now. Although these guys, you know, They have some time to themselves. they do. And, again,
3: tonight, UT Tyler, not on the radio, not on television. But, guys, there's not going to be, again, 18,000 there. But I would expect there's a decent crowd. I think there will be a big
1: crowd tonight. I don't know if it will be full. I wouldn't expect it to be full. But I think there will be a big crowd. A lot of people are in town. And a lot of uh, of alumni are back. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will – I mean, this is a Razorback weekend. And some of them will go do things in town tonight, but I'll bet there's I'll bet there's a lot of people there more than you think. You know, I'll
2: say this, you know, people are coaches talked about the full house, he's expecting for the football game. I went online yesterday to com looking for some tickets and it's pretty slim pickings when you go on there even in the upper deck trying to find two together and certainly three or four together. It's it's impossible. There's some singletons around the stadium but when you just go online on at the at the official site, it's there's not a ton of tickets left.
1: My understanding was at the start of the week they were about two thousand away from a sellout. So, oh, wow. you know, now the question is going to be who goes. Uh, yeah. You know, it's eleven o'clock in the morning, and, and and how many people are actually there. I I've seen people looking to sell tickets this week, but I've also heard from people looking to buy them too. Mm-hmm. So. Again, there's not been a game in a while. And Mm -hmm. despite sometimes what noise makes you think, um, the vast majority of Razorback fans are not coming to the game in a bad mood tomorrow. They're not coming to the game looking to get mad. And the vast majority of people are looking forward to coming to Fayetteville, going to the Razorback game. Now they hope they win. Some of them will be mad all the way home if they don't. But uh, most most people will come and have a good time. And I think we'll have a big crowd.
3: Yeah, I, I wonder, uh, talking about the crowd, for the defense, it fuels them. For the offense, it's a little easier to communicate and, and do the up-tempo like Coach Pittman is awesome. I mean, how much of a boost do we see from both those units? tomorrow just in the fact that they're back at home and there's less they have to deal with and then again the
1: defense gets help. Oh, well, I crowd. think it's going to be if 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 they play well it'll be a combination of things. Part of it will be playing at home. Part of it will be the crowd. Part of it will be maybe the level of the opponent. Part of it will be uh, you know the, the, the performance of the offense or the defense on Arkansas's part. I, I think this week has, has been about all the things that you have to do to to keep a team going. Um, The locker room, what's been said in the locker room this week, how they've practiced, keeping everything together. Um, You know, they've lost five straight, and there are a lot of people out there that have been on them about it every single day. And I think this week's been a lot more about (laughs) Arkansas than it's been necessarily about, um, you know, scouting the opponent i think that's important but i think this week's been about hanging together through this and finding a way to win a game so will rogers nearly has
3: 40 straight starts for mississippi state and i've read some stuff from people that are usually spot on in starkville that are thinking he's not going to play i know know a lot of people say that and talked about on the podcast and i know uh, coach Pittman this week was talking about the difficulty of having to prepare for for both quarterbacks I would just think that Arkansas has a, as we were talking about, a clear, distinct advantage if he didn't go because Wright can't –
1: Well, there's no question. Grow. I mean, there's, there's, there's no question you have an advantage. And, again, I think if Rodgers can't play, and I've heard a lot of the same things you've heard, that he's not going to play. If he doesn't, Mississippi State's going to have a much different offensive game plan, and it's going to involve running the football, and Arkansas is going to have to stop it. Mm-hmm. If they can, they'll win they can't, they probably won't. Because at that point, Mississippi State's going to start playing keep away. But if their starting quarterback can't play, they're not going to be as good offensively. Yeah. They, they're just not. Just it, It's going to be almost a role reversal of what we had a year ago when we, Arkansas went down there without KJ. Yeah,
3: Malik and K4. We, we've talked about at some point you feel like the offensive line is going to Pull it together and do it. This could be the the week that the running game actually gets going. Mississippi State's not good at that category in touchdowns and also rushing yards allowed per game. I mean, if there was a week for this offense to finally click for full four quarters, we've seen it for a half, we've seen it for a quarter, but this would be the week, I'd think.
1: Well, you know, it'd be nice if you could just play the same consistent level for four quarters. I mean, that'd be great. Um, but, you know, you've you've the first thing you've got to do is score enough points to win the game you know that's the bottom line to me when when you've lost five straight a lot of this analysis it goes out the window i I mean you just find a way to win if it's by one you take it and try to build on it the next week.
3: Saban was uh, getting messed with by Pat
1: McAfee yesterday
3: because, you know, sometimes if Alabama doesn't win by a certain amount of points, fans get mad over there, and that's how he ended his interview at some point. But like you said, I think Arkansas fans, Tommy, just want to no. win. They don't care if it's it's 21-20. to 20. They don't care if it's 42-10. to 10. They just want to walk away yeah. with an actual
2: victory in the, in the win call. And the record's, you know, not what anybody wants, but, you know, the games have been competitive, and the reason it's been the defense is why you've held in there and had chances to win down the stretch i think it's pretty remarkable and i heard you talking with ruskin and zach yesterday afternoon and we've talked about these numbers i mean what was it last year they were 124th in passing defense i mean coach talked about it in the off season some that had to be fixed they're seventh in the league 54th in the country in passing defense total defense eighth in the conference 51st in the country i i don't think we put enough spotlight on the remarkable turnaround this defense has had this year with a whole new staff primarily other than deke
1: adams they've gotten a lot better i mean there's no doubt about it and gosh it would have been nice to have had this defense last year Mm -hmm. um now here's what they've not done the last two games they've not forced a turnover Mm -hmm. and you got to get back to that they were forcing turnovers prior to that you know when you start start talking about defensive stats um, I look at that one. Yeah, I mean I really do. And, and and the other stats are impressive. And yeah, there's been dramatic improvement. But a couple of things coming out of that Alabama ballgame. One, you didn't force any turnovers and two, you couldn't get the ball back at the end. So, you know, you, you, there, there's still more steps to take. There has been improvement, and it should be celebrated. But there still are more steps to take on that side of the ball, too.
2: Interceptions start up front. Interceptions start with Jeff Coat and Landon Jackson and those guys pressuring the quarterback. That's, that's where the mistakes happen. So I'm a big believer
1: that your front four will create the turnover opportunities. Maybe, in terms of interceptions. But tomorrow, if they're backup plays, you're going to have to be looking to knock that ball loose. You're gonna have to be looking, and 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 look. If you get him in passing situations, maybe he will throw it to you. Yeah. But I think that um, I think Mississippi State, if Rogers can't go, look, they're 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 gonna struggle to move the ball, just like we did last year down at their place. They beat us 40-17 to 17 last year. They weren't that much better than the Razorbacks we had, a year ago. And
3: last year, you had three interception opportunities that w- slipped through your fingers. You had one in the end zone, Hudson Clark had one, and there's one more that I'm forgetting. So you didn't take advantage of those last year. Even without forcing a turnover the last two games, Arkansas is still second in the conference in turnover yeah, margin. They and, and, forced a bunch early. Yeah, and The the deal with that is is one of the reasons on that, your offense, I know the, the picks in the Ole Miss game, you didn't have any turnovers last week Arkansas has only lost one fumble all season yeah. that's number one in the league so they've kept with the exception of some of the interceptions that KJ's not typically prone to make they've kept care of the football and they've gotten lucky because they have put it on the turf they just have gotten it back at well a
1: Tommy was talking a minute ago and I mean essentially you know pressure equals picks and KJ's got more picks this year than he had last year because there's been more pressure
2: mm-hmm that's exactly right, but they've, as your to your point, they haven't fumbled the ball. They're best in the conference, sixth in the country at losing the football. So they they take care of it in that regard. But you know, maybe it's just the the superstition. But you kind of feel like that momentum and that that you kind of do to get some of those turnovers. So maybe this is the week. Um, they like you said, they forced them early. As you played the better teams, couldn't get the pressure. I think this is the week maybe you can get back to some of that because of the level of competition maybe compared so. to what you've been playing.
1: Maybe so. Um, you know, I don't know, again, if, if if Wright's their quarterback, I don't know if they're going to throw it enough to, you know, where you're going to have as many opportunities as you would against Rodgers, but we'll just have to see who they line up with, but I think I think that's the you know, if there's a storyline going into the game, I think that's it. So, if you forcing
3: turnovers, again, your secondary's been a little banged up. And Coach got asked this week about guys coming back. Here's what he said about Jalen Braxton, Chris Poupol, and Nudie McLaughlin.
2: I feel good about it. You know, obviously, we have a couple of days left. But as long as everything goes fine, I, I, I feel good that they'll be able to play. I think Nudie's getting closer as well. Hopefully, he can do some. Not contact type practice today, and that's still kind of a little up in the air as well. But hopefully, he can, and if he does, he'll be available on Saturday. It's getting close to time where, if he's able
1: to practice, he's got that done today, no later than tomorrow. Really, he needs to practice today if he's going to be available.
3: So, you're hoping to get a lot of those guys back to this point for this game. But I'll give them credit the last two games. You look at Jackson Dart, who didn't play that great. And Jalen Milrow, who's ten for twenty-one, even with injured secondary and linebackers, Chuck, defense still stood tall in a lot of situations.
1: Yeah, I think I think they're going to have everybody back. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. For uh, my my guess would be among the guys you just mentioned, uh, McLaughlin would be the only one that I'd kind of wonder about. Okay. Um, my guess would be that everybody who has not played to, uh, will play tomorrow, except Rocket.
3: Campbell. Taylor Braxton, Chris Poopal. don't know about Nudie, like you're saying. Then Rocket, again. Is Rocket, we know not about gonna it. He's not going to
1: play. Rocket's not going to play. I, th- I think I think everybody else will play. Yeah,
3: I saw Alyssa Orange at Big Trail Nation said that uh, he, she was told that Rocket was getting rehab, I think, in Dallas yesterday is what he's doing. Yeah, And
2: when
1: you look at the – I um, think he'll be there for the game tomorrow, okay. though.
2: That, that's important. You've watched this team as close as anyone, obviously. DeBinion, A.J. Green, what – what do you what do you see as the differences in and um, you know, and when you look at those two backs what what are each uh, what, what are the strengths for for each of
1: them I don't know that there are an abundance of differences frankly I th- I th- I think DeBinion might be a little bit you know shiftier if you want to use that term um, Green might have a little bit more breakaway speed uh, you know I I, I think they're um, I, I don't think one stands out above the other quite honestly um, and I don't mean that in a bad way mm-hmm. I I just um, uh, I think they'll – I'm not going to say it's going to be a 50-50 split tomorrow, but I think both of them are going to get a good number of carries. You may see Dominique some, too, and um – they like Augustus. I don't know how much he's going to play, but they like Augusta. They might try to save that red shirt for him. Yeah.
3: Uh, the deal with freshmen is just pass blocking and, and blitz protection. You well, trust. That's, that's frankly
1: that's his... they. It's not just the freshmen. I mean, yeah. they got to get better at that all the way around.
3: Well, so Clay, when we asked, we talked to Clay about this yesterday. So Arkansas, for the most part, has not gotten great blocks in the, in the running, rushing attack. And what he pointed out is he feels like Rashad DeBinion, as you said, is a little shiftier. So if there's a guy that's in the hole or guys close they feel like that he has a better chance to break that tackle even though Green has more of the straight line
1: Maybe, speed. maybe um, um, you know that that, that that could have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like for example uh, the other day when they ran the draw on third down with Green you know, you run that play right, the C parts, which is kind of what happened on, on, on that play. Well, if you run it right, you don't have to make anybody miss right there. Um, seems like maybe that might be a better play for A.J. Yeah. And they
3: called some uh, third-down runs this past game. That one worked. Uh, there was one that got close. There was another one that, they again, they got one block. They had it. So they've been, like, again, one block or one broken play. Alabama's
1: been sus- uh, susceptible to that, some mm-hmm. uh, third-down runs. I, I, I'll i be interested to see what Tennessee does in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just
2: looking at the numbers. Green's average per carry is is almost twice what debinions is at this point but you look at the difference in attempts debinions rushed it 65 times green 38 times but their yardage is almost the same i mean within about 10 or 12 yards for the season but uh that you know like you said there's not a lot of difference and hopefully they're a good one-two
1: punch well i think that sometimes we um you know you get caught when you look at an average you, you you either give credit or discredit to the running back um If you carry 65 times the way this offense, frankly, has struggled to block... The guy with 65 carries is going to have a lower average than the guy with 38 <laughs> yeah. most of the time. I, I mean, there are just more opportunities for lost yardage plays. I don't know how else to put it. Well, and particularly the last three yeah. or four weeks on who you play with, A&M,
2: probably maybe being the best defense you played maybe all so. year. Maybe so. so. We are live at Lululemon
3: Fayetteville this morning off the square, 200 West Center Street. Guys, we still got a giant line. It's
2: unbelievable. Right I've never seen anything like it. Remember that one time a year's gave away when flat screen TVs first started coming out? It's kind of like this. We had, I mean, a slew of people at Tommy's uh, Tommy's TV or whatever it was. Monty's uh, Monty's. Was Monty's that, TV. Was that Tommy your show? Gomez. No, wasn't my Tommy deal. Tommy Gomez. Man, they that's yes, Tommy Gomez. I think we did. Yeah. I yeah, we did. hit a brand back new back store in Van Buren. It's I kinda remember kinda like that. That, that. Now. that was back when that. it was like a. Like a 42-inch flat screen. I mean, that thing was probably worth $2,500 back then. Jeez. That's about the only thing else that compares to this. So, What
3: size TV do you guys have in your living room now? What is it up to? Uh, I think I got a 55.
2: Oh, mine's your nearly guy got a 65. 65? Yeah. I think 78, 80, something like that. Is it really that big? Mm-hmm. He's old, man. How much did you see. spend on
3: that? Can't see. I don't remember. 1,000, 1,200? 1, That's not bad. Not bad at all. All right, so we have some big college football games this weekend. And, Tommy, you have plenty of uh, chances to watch on the big screen. Starting with the game you just referenced, Chuck. Third Saturday in October, Tennessee going to Alabama. It's a massive game. We know what happened last year and game-winning field goal for Tennessee. Their first time winning. Since the same time Arkansas has been around at that point, Tennessee's got a much better running attack than they did last year, but their passing's a yeah. huge drop off from what it was a year before.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know how Alabama got all these home games in a row against their, you know, their big opponents, but uh, yeah, they. <laughs> oh, got, I do. I know, <laughs> Al. Yeah, Birmingham did it. Yeah, plus, they had Texas at home earlier. Um, Tennessee got them last yeah. year. <laughs> I bet Alabama's laying in the weeds for them uh, this 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 time around. I, i i would think tennessee would get alabama's best effort whatever that is i think they'll get it yeah, It's gonna
3: be tough I mean, milton the deal
1: with milton he can throw the ball a country mile he just can't make
3: the short throws he's uh, he's not hinden hooker no he's not
1: uh, i mean he's 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 good
3: but he's 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 not hinden hooker no yeah. it's not close that's a uh, that's the big sec matchup
2: this weekend i was asking ty if you're if you're on the losing end of that game what do you do with the cigar then well, I don't know. Maybe you keep them in the box. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Throw them away. Depends how much you
3: spend on it, I guess. They're unlucky cigars. Yeah. So that's a big game in the SEC. Big game in college football is Ohio State hosting Penn State. That's a big one. This one. Uh, Penn State typically plays them tough in Columbus. They just don't pull it out. I think some. our friend David Fuchs is is hoping they uh, they get it done this evening. six versus
2: three? or uh,
3: Seven versus three. Six, that's versus the 11 a.m. game on Fox. And we've talked about this. Fox, with them putting the best game of the day in the Big Ten or Big 12 or Pac-12, it's changed the dynamic. You flip over from college game day, and you've got a marquee matchup right after it's done.
1: I don't know how many people in our part of the country flip over to watch the Big Ten game at 11 o'clock in the morning. I've not gotten in that habit yet. If I was a casual fan, let's say I wasn't even a Razorback fan. I was just going to watch college football. On, on on. I was an SEC fan. I'll put it that way. I don't know that people in other SEC states are going to. I don't know that they watch Penn State and Ohio State. But, but when it's, I just don't know. When it's seven versus three, doesn't that capture your Maybe, attention? Maybe you know it really doesn't. I I, I have to be on. Well, I, I could name you four players on Ohio State or Penn State's team. Really? It just doesn't interest me. So.
3: Well, you got the Arkansas game at eleven, so that's what people are going to be watching. But if you have a second TV. I would think that that is the, the match. I mean, there's no other SEC game.
1: I'm not saying I'm well, in the majority. I'm yeah. not saying that. But I do wonder sometimes in our part of the world how big an attraction that Big Ten game at 11 o'clock in the morning yeah. really is.
2: I'll have – both TVs going, and I'll have that one on the second. But I, when the hogs are playing, I find it very difficult to attentively watch. The well, second
1: game. I'm not necessarily talking about the Razorbacks, but but let's say LSU was playing Auburn. Yeah. I'm just I'm just picking two teams right. out of the air, and Ohio State and Michigan are playing, and it's one versus two or two versus three, and neither LSU nor Auburn are ranked. I'm still going to watch LSU yeah. and Auburn. Absolutely,
3: I want to watch the better college football yeah. game. I, man, maybe I'm different. Um, maybe me, I'm different.
1: All. I don't know, but but <laughs> oh, I, I just I just I just wonder. Even though it's seven versus three, I just wonder in SEC states in our part of the world what the numbers would look like. I don't know. I'm just guessing.
2: I'm going to tell you what games people watch. It's the ones they're gambling on. Well, maybe and, so. And I, I have learned this year hanging That's around as it's become the more NFL. prevalent it's with certainly the bet,
1: true with the NFL
2: with, with the bets. But it, it's it's prevalent with college football. I don't too.
1: disagree with that. I mean, I'm I, sure it is.
2: If you're around a group of guys, you know, wherever you're at, or you're just hanging out at, you know, you know, the bar or whatever. Anybody in here bet on college football? Anyone? Show of hands. A show. Of, well, yeah. Uh, uh, we got a couple. We got of honest two honest guys people. The rest of you are liars. liars. You're all liars. You know that's Gamb- the deal anymore. You're you know. gambling
1: away mom and dad's money. I was out of that, college. Yeah. Someone was talking about a game. What
2: game? Money. He said bet the underdog. And someone said who's playing? I don't know, but bet the underdog. And right. He was doing it. I mean, that's just the way it is anymore. So listen,
3: I know you don't bet, but if you do, just know that life's too short to bet the under, Chuck.
2: Okay. Life's uh, too short to bet right. The under. right. Don't words, ever bet the under. Words to live by. Yeah. So that's the game people watch. But I, I you know that. Seven versus three's got me intrigued. So you weren't like when Notre Dame was going at Ohio State, were you? Not intrigued. Couldn't care less.
1: Couldn't care less. I gotta get you out
3: of that, man. Couldn't care less. What's up, Uh man? Um, I I thought that was a great game. Now you wanted both teams to fall in the sinkhole, as you like to say. Right. Teams you don't like, but I don't. I love marquee matchups. Anytime there's a top ten opponent, that's on my television.
4: (laughs)
0: Call or text the McCarty Daniel hotline at 877 377 6963. McCarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas.
3: your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit
0: bet online where the game starts you're listening to the bud light morning rush podcast bud light proud sponsor of arkansas athletics so the big story in college football right now is the uh, Michigan
3: potential sign stealing. Have you guys read anything? Yeah, I Ross, read that. I Ross Dellinger seems to be in the know and a lot of big-time college football stories. So technically, sign stealing is not prohibited, but according to 11.6.1 section of the NCAA bylaws, in-person scouting of a is. So like off-campus or in-person, and Michigan potentially uh, use fans to attend games and learn the signs of their opponents. This is something the NCAA is looking into right now at this point. What do you guys think about this possibility? There has been some things said by Greg Schiano and some other players that felt like the Michigan players knew their signs at this point.
1: Oh, well, Michigan's been accused of this for three or four years now. Um, this has been talked about in the Big Ten for a long time that you know michigan's been guilty of this before that this is one of the things they've done under harbaugh i don't know if that's true or not i don't i don't I don't know but i know that that's been discussed mm-hmm. in the uh in the big ten no sign stealing's part of the game there's sign stealing going on every time the razorbacks play don't kid yourself or at least efforts to steal signs mm-hmm. it's the in-person scouting that um uh and, and i would imagine pictures you know if if this happens um Lots of pictures probably taken, would yeah. be my guess. So,
3: like, for example, they play Michigan State this weekend. If, like, just to put this in context... They don't need Michigan, any advanced scouting yeah,
1: to beat them. No. they
3: don't. But if Michigan had people attend a game in East Lansing either last week or at any point this season, that's what they're, again, going yeah. against because it's you're not supposed to be able to do that.
1: Here's the thing. I, I, I believe this. If a team wants to steal the signs of another i don't know that you've got to have people in the stands i guess it sure would help um you know i know in baseball there's always one guy on the team that i don't know he's a physics major he understands numbers and trends and rhythms and things like that. there's always one good sign stealer on every baseball team mm-hmm. i'm sure there's one or two good sign yeah. stealers on every football team too and that is the game within the game and my guess would be if you really if if you really wanted to steal signs it would help to have somebody in the stands, but I don't know that it would be absolutely necessary. That's why they put that big curtain up
2: or whatever when they're calling the play and then put it down. If you're if you're behind that, it's a terrible seat for a minute uh, when, when you see offensive well, sidelines do that. But when I heard this story break, and I understand Michigan just made the college football playoff recently, but the first thing I thought of was, Man, they're building their file on Harbaugh because he's had the other issues uh, that that came up. Yeah, you know that they uh, that he served the suspension for. We all know that this is a business that when they fire coaches at some point and it's not with cause, there's a lot of money that these coaches are doing. So why would they
1: want to fire him?
2: I don't. I'm just saying that was my first thought. It's boy, it feels like they're building a file on this guy.
3: I don't think you it's know. A, I don't think it's a Michigan thing. I don't think it'd be more of an NCAA thing. If anything, at that point, I, I mean, Michigan just got to the college football playoff for the first time ever. They didn't go to when's the last time they've been to a national well, championship game? I mean, they, they, this is a program that just stomped the crap at Ohio State the past two years. I don't think there's a lot of
2: people that are wanting Jim Harbaugh to win. No. But, I mean, it's it's just one of those things that's, uh, you know. Well, you it always comes think about it
1: now. I, I mean, yeah. they're always looking for ways not to pay people when they leave. And yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I, I can't imagine why they'd want to fire it. You were talking about signs. Matt Jones was talking about this. Apparently,
3: Dow Loggins was really good at, like, being able to read the, like, opposing – calls and whatever on the other side. That was one of his jobs. Apparently. Well,
1: he was an offensive yeah. coordinator, and so at, at, at the highest level of football. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that those guys are pretty adept at that. And, again, there's generally one or two guys on every team that are really good at that. So I heard
2: Ruskin bring this up yesterday, and I've wondered this for a long time because of the money that flows in college football, particularly in the, in the Power Five level, if you will. Why don't we just adopt the technology that the NFL uses? We use it in baseball. You know, the catcher has an earpiece in where they send in so they can eliminate calls or stealing signs. Why isn't there this technology used at least at the Power 5 level where I can't imagine this is cost prohibitive at all levels of FBS football where you just call in the play over a headset?
1: I'm not a fan of that. I understand why they do it in the pros. The pros are a player's league. My fear is if you do it in college, I'm just going to say it. a lot of guys that overcoach out there. There's a lot of offensive and defensive coordinators that are just flat-out madmen. I don't know how else to put it. I'm not saying they're not good at what they do, but they're nuts. And uh, I don't mean that in a bad way, but um, some of them are. Uh, I think you would run the risk of severe overcoaching. The pros run their own game. Coaches run the college game. I hear what you're saying. I, I don't like it. I yeah. it, it's just a, that's a personal thing. I, I I I say let the kids play. Can you imagine
2: the amount of time that is spent preseason, during season? You know, coordinating the signs, the signals, the posters they hold up, the decoys for all you that. Switch. I mean, there's a lot of there is a lot of effort put into doing all this.
1: And back in the old days, those guys would go up the line of scrimmage and call the play. You know, or you'd like – Or you'd have send a, someone in with it. Have a split in. Ken Atfield yeah. be pushing Jimmy Shebest in the back, mm-hmm. and he'd be running out there on the field with a play. That's that's how they used to do it. it seems to me like they scored a pretty good number of points back into.
3: Well, to that point, they change in midseason because – other coaches and players get wind of what's yeah. what means what so they have to change the call oh, change, sure. well, the change
1: them within the game yeah.
3: sometimes probably mm-hmm. and it gets used to that point so there's really it's it hard to police it in certain areas and it's been a part of the game forever that
1: is the game within the game yeah. whatever game you're playing football basketball baseball whatever if you can if you can steal some information from the other side you feel like you've gained something I can tell you, like, for example, when Petrino was here, Arkansas wore those little numbers on their jerseys because he was convinced that it would be harder for the opposing school to read the players' numbers when they looked at the video. He believed that with all his heart. And if you look at his teams at Louisville, little numbers. I mean, he believed that. But there, there there's technology now. You, you, you can see anything you want. My point is these guys – you know, they can be overly paranoid when it comes to people watching practice. Um, some of that stuff matters. Some of it really doesn't as much as they think.
3: I remember Grant Morgan two years ago was really good at anticipating what the play was going to be. A lot of times he would point to an area where the running back was going to be or the quarterback was was going. I, I just felt like some guys have, like when they hear something – or they watch film; it's ingrained in their mind. But that's not Apparently.
1: sign stealing; that's no. video study, yeah. right there. That that that's that's doing it the honest way. <laughs> you not know, the, that's, that's, that, that's that's doing it the old-fashioned way. Not, not the Astros' stuff. way. I know yeah. uh, they
3: got it. Uh, they got it done in Globe life last night. There's a lot of people that are frustrated well, about yeah. that.
2: Like most good scandals, though, I was just reading an updated report from Pete Thamel and Mark Slaball that they are they are now pointing the finger directly at a low-level staffer, oh, well, uh, sure. <laughs> with a military yeah. background that has oh, emerged hell, yeah. as one of the uh, Lynchpins, uh, according to the first paragraph of their article into this investigation into the alleged sign stealing so they have found them a scapegoat and in, uh, in ann arbor it so. sounds
1: like they found someone who knows how to <laughs> Ball on the sword. It's like
2: They've even named this guy Connor Stallions, a football analyst with the Wolverines and a retired captain in the U.S. Marine Corps, oh, is a person of interest, as the article says, in this investigation You'll as to whether the fall. or not. He'll take the fall. Yeah.
3: It's like the FBI investigation with a bunch of basketball programs. It seems like it was always the assistant that got the can. Not, never, the big, oh. the, never the big head coach, but the oh. assistant somehow was the one that got fired.
1: That's because they didn't really want to catch the big Yeah,
2: that's the, that's the story within the Plausible season. deniability.
3: That's how it goes on that. But again, that's the big story in college football is uh, Michigan in the midst of that once again. We'll see if anything comes of it. Big game again for them coming up. They'll have to go to Happy Valley this year to take on Penn State, and then they'll host Ohio State at the tail
2: end of the season. Yeah, so um, interesting stuff. And I, I And I think all these stories it's just part of the drama it's part of what makes it interesting you know
1: well they are playing michigan state this week yeah too. so let's not you know you brought that up a little bit earlier i mean they're there are all kinds of uh and obviously if michigan is saying what they're saying i saw where their ad said yesterday we'll co- we, you know, we're cooperating fully and now they've already got a fall guy so it obviously happened yeah you know it obviously happened but um you know, this is one of those stories that will probably, you know, the media will keep it alive, but I don't know that there's going to be a real consequence for it. Well, here's all
2: I'll say about cheating. If you're going to cheat, at least win. I mean, there's no sense in cheating if you're not going to win. And they're, that just,
1: winning pretty, they're, you know, they're winning pretty – At games. least
2: Michigan's winning, you know, but there's nothing worse than seeing someone cheat and still lose.
1: Hey, let me talk to those of you in north-central Arkansas. Baxter Health is looking to hire LPNs right now. And they got a couple of conditions. You got to be passionate about what you do, and you've got to share their mission for compassionate care beyond measure. Those are the requirements. If you meet those requirements, they'd like to talk to you. They've got full-time positions available with benefits, sign-on bonuses that range from twenty-five hundred dollars to ten grand, depending upon your experience. Now they're particularly looking for people right now in acute care and in the clinic positions. So if you want to be a part of a team dedicating. Again, compassionate care beyond measure. Come by, talk to them. They'd love to visit with you. They're a magnet-recognized hospital, and they'd love for you to apply today. Kim Beavers is the contact name. The number is 870-508-1070 or you can log on to BaxterHealth.org. We're live at Lululemon Fayetteville this morning, 200 West Center
3: Street off the square, off Dixon Street. If you want to come by and see us, we're going to be here for another hour and a half. We had a bunch of people in here this morning. Took advantage, again, the ABC Pants giveaway. You can shop on Lululemon.com for all of their stuff. Coach Benman again, this week, talked about a bunch of important things, including just getting to a buy, getting healthy. They want to have that win heading into this buy. So, again, the health status of his players we brought up, with the exception of maybe Dwight McArthur we don't know about, and, of course, Rocket Sanders. look like you're going to get Cam Ball back. You look like you're going to get Jalen Braxton back. And there's one other guy that I'm, I'm – Chris Paul back. Um, but also, again, this is your eight straight week. You don't want to head into this week with six straight losses. It's already hard enough to have five. I mean, just the importance of getting back to health
1: next, well, next week. Well, you know, the most important thing is winning the game. But if you can win the game and go into – the bye week in the same condition you're in today. In other words, with pretty much everybody being available except Rocket, you know, I, compared to where they were a week or so ago, that's 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 not a bad spot to be in. Uh, now, you know, if you keep everybody healthy tomorrow and you lose, so what? Um, tomorrow you sell out. They've sold out all week. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow you sell out. Whatever you got to do to win the ball game, you do.
3: And speaking of sellout, Chuck, you mentioned earlier. I didn't know this that uh, there were like two thousand seats away from a sellout. At least that's where you you're.
1: That's what I heard early in the week. what I week. heard.
3: So um, you mentioned just er- through the grapevine. Yeah, just know. through the grapevine. Yeah, you don't have any connections or anything. But uh, what I think you made you made an important statement earlier. It's like people coming up this weekend. I, I know that. Been down in the dumps and stuff, but that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of not necessarily go away tomorrow, but just to be back here in Fayetteville, to be back at Donald W. Reynolds Raceback Stadium, I think is important for a lot of people.
1: Racerback football, we make it about wins and losses, but I've been doing this long enough to know it's about a whole lot more than that. There will be people that will get in their cars tomorrow morning at 3 o'clock a.m. 3 a.m. tomorrow morning, depending upon where they live in Arkansas. They'd love to come up here and stay in a hotel tonight, but they just can't make that happen. So they'll leave early in the morning. Others will come tonight. They'll drive six hours home when it's over tomorrow. They'll stop at the same restaurants they've always stopped at. They'll stop for gas at the same place they've always stopped. They'll talk about family members who aren't with them anymore who used to make the trip. They'll look over at their mom and their dad or their sister or their brother or their wife or their kids and they'll realize today's been a good day, regardless of how the game turns out. That's what going to Razorback football games is about. We make it about the wins and the losses. And I'm not saying that's not important. It is. But if you're one of these people who ruins your family's day on the drive home because the Razorbacks (laughs) didn't win, then shame on you. Shame on you. Because this is part of our heritage. It's part of who we are. We've been doing it for ages. We'll keep doing it for ages, and that's what tomorrow's about. It's about winning the game, but
2: that's really what it's about. So if you're not mad on the drive home, you're not a real fan. Is that what you? I
1: hate people like that. (laughs) You're not mad enough. You're not a real fan. I'm going to ruin everybody's trip by being pissed all the way home.
3: (laughs) Well, that's me, so... Don't
1: be that guy. I'm not, I'm
3: not happy. Your kids fall.
1: hate you when you're like that. <laughs> Your wife wishes she wasn't married to you when you're <laughs> like that. <laughs> Don't
2: be that well, guy. Well, that's not the only reason my wife well, wishes that you Well, know? fair, fair
1: enough. Fair enough.
2: What are you doing this afternoon? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah. that's just uh, that's just how it works. What are you doing later today?
1: I don't know why. I
2: just thought we might take a drive out to Heifel for the hell of it. You know, you hadn't been out there in a week. Oh,
1: so. I was going to say. I know my way out there. What's Heifel? It's where the oh, airport God. is. It's where XNA, oh, is. It's where XNA <laughs> is. Oh, okay.
0: It's
1: where the <laughs> airport yeah. is. Okay. I don't I don't know yeah, where it is. is. Okay. I don't, I don't yeah, it's back and forth, man. That's for sure. If you 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 didn't know
2: exactly where well, it's at after I mean, the last month. It's,
1: it's. Um, I mean, you feel like it's almost an eight-day week. Right? Yeah. I mean, honest to God, you feel yeah. like it's an eight-day week when you, uh, when you don't have to travel.
3: It is nice to be able to sleep in your bed. I know you made a comment. This weekend. And aren't you glad to sleep in your whole bed? It doesn't really bother me, but I've been doing it for
1: Yeah, but Ty, you're years. a young man. I mean, you know, bed to bed. I, I mean, it's part of it, man. It's part of your lifestyle, it's man. It's part of it. It was, I'll say this. I
3: mean, getting to experience, you mentioned the atmosphere here at Donald W., getting to experience of those SEC towns, whether it's Dixie Delight, and, and Tuscaloosa, or the fourth quarter. In Oxford, I mean, I just love SEC football. There is a difference. I've been to one Big Ten game. Madison, Wisconsin was cool. But there is a distinct difference from spending a Saturday in anywhere else outside of an SEC football yeah. town.
2: It doesn't compare. Tony in Greenwood on the McClarney daniel hotline says, what Chuck is talking about there <laughs> is
1: fellowship. He's just talking about fellowship. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Well, that hey, we is- got the king of fellowship right here, yeah. Rick. Rick's here right now. Rick B and uh, he's he's got the tailgate of tailgates from what I understand. That's uh that's what it's all about, man. Seeing your people. Yeah. That's what it's all about. They're like extended family. I mean the people you tailgate next to, you sit next to. I mean it's just uh having said all that. Everybody's going to be in a much better mood if Arkansas wins the game. Yeah. I do think we understand that part. Yeah, Husbands are going to talk to their wives. and Wives, are going, be are, going their, wives are going to talk to let's, their let's, husbands. Let's make sure we've things got the up, order right there. Things yeah. back
3: to normal at this point. I found out Tyler Greenwood texted on the McCarty dinner hotline. That's the Highfill sign is before X and A. So now oh. I know where Highfill is. Yeah. didn't know that. I learned something new every day. In regards to, uh, It's wonderful the way you no just joke.
1: learn it right on the air, too. Yeah. I mean, just, just yeah. right in front of everybody. Yeah. When
3: <laughs> when, uh, when Phil and I used to do the show's halftime wow. homework, I would get taught lessons each and every week about different pop culture
2: things from his time. So. Yeah, so it is Football Friday. It is brought to you by QC Kinetics. Uh, they're not in Heifel, but they are here in northwest Arkansas providing lasting relief and uh, great joint pain. If your doctor's told you drugs, Downtimer surgery is the only way to get relief. There's a better way with QC Kinetics. 479-999-1234 is their number. 999-1234 for QC Kinetics. We're
3: going to get to our Fenceman Friday picks coming up. Why the heck did the SEC coaches vote to stay in Hoover? Did y'all hear about that? Kendall Rogers reported this yesterday. The SEC coaches voted in mid-September that they're going to continue the conference baseball tournament in Hoover Met. And he got a unanimous unanimous vote
1: from the coaches. I told you guys. It's not moving. Why? Well, part of it is because they can house all the people in the same spot. Part of it is a safety issue. Part of it is because they've always done it that way. Part of it is because the conference doesn't want to set up a mobile office, basically, to have a championship game outside the city where their headquarters are. There are a lot of factors that come into play on that. I can tell you that the SEC tournament in Hoover has been very, very successful. Hoover wanted it when nobody else did. I was there. I I was there for the first SEC baseball tournament in Hoover. Mm -hmm. They wanted it when nobody else did. Uh, They propped that thing up, and uh, they, along with LSU and Mississippi State fans and and occasionally the Alabama fans, have propped that tournament up, and that's where they want it, and it's not moving. So people they've been I talking was, about this for twenty years was, it's and it's not moving. a big money
2: maker. So uh,
3: I was just surprised that again, according to Rogers, it was unanimous by the coaches. I'm not surprised at all. I, I understand It's the
1: setup, Ty. It's the setup. If you've been there you would understand. You've got every team housed there at the galleria. Mm-hmm. You've got good safe places to go walk around. You've 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 got all kinds of areas there to keep kids' attention. In a safe environment, <laughs> and that's important.
2: Yeah, keep him out of trouble. That's what he. That's what. Well, you not trust. <laughs> really. Keep him away
1: from trouble. Yeah, There you go. Keep him away from trouble. <laughs> You're
0: listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Back here on the Morning Rush, live from Lululemon in
3: Fayetteville. Time to get in your hog update. Arkansas takes on UT Tyler tonight. The Razorbacks have won 35 straight exhibition games at home, 63 and nine all time in these games. Had lost since 2003. Now this game will not be on the radio. It will not be on television. Next week's game against Purdue at three. Will be on the SEC Network Plus, and the radio. Tommy.
2: Yep, it's gonna be. Uh, I think a good crowd that'll show up for this game tonight. People are in town. They'll go to dinner. They'll go to Dixon. They'll filter over to Bud Walton. They'll watch. Some are part of it, and some will stay for all. I, I think you'll uh, see a pretty full lower bowl.
1: And somewhere, some, uh, sometime tonight or tomorrow, there will be a dad. It says, I met your mom right over here by what was then the Fiji house, and uh, it's a parking (laughs) deck over there now, and this is where we used to walk and go to class, and... The kids will be in the back seat like, oh, my God. I wish they would just completely be quiet <laughs> about all that. It so is. That'll, that'll go on homecoming weekend, too.
3: So my nieces and, and nephews, uh, my both my sisters and uh, one of my brother-in-laws, went to school here, and it is cool to show the kiddos where they are on senior walk. That's one of the coolest moments you get to do as a, a, a U of A grad. So even though the they're playing UT Tyler tonight, Musk got asked about the Duke game earlier this week and uh, had a funny thing to say.
0: Man, nah, That's going to be. Be, that's gonna be a game right there, you know. I know that '94 team played Duke in that championship, so
4: you know them coming here. You know, there's a lot of history I feel like behind it, so you know, there's gonna be a lot of excitement, you know, and a lot of energy. I know there won't be many tickets for that. <laughs> I was <gonna laughs> say, no. be sold
1: out
3: already. And that was Trent Brazil again that you heard at the top of that. He's excited about it. Uh, Chuck, I know you've gotten pegged for tickets already. Tommy, you've gotten pegged. I've I
2: Chuck's know. got a lot of extra for the Duke game. I got a text about it last night. Yeah. <laughs> Did you really? I mean, <laughs> it's the voice of the Razorbacks. They gave him a couple hundred. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if you need tickets, just come see well, Chuck. Well, there's
1: people that, you know, live in... He's got parking passes, too. People that live yeah. in Fayetteville. No, when you live in Fayetteville, <laughs> people just come up to you and go, hey, how about a handful of free tickets for the Razorback <laughs> game?
2: Uh, and can I get one for my brother, too. Just yeah. yeah. happens on that. Arkansas
3: Volleyball back in action tonight at 5.30. That's going to be streamed on the SEC Network Plus in Knoxville, taking on Tennessee, and they'll play the Kentucky on Sunday at 12 o'clock. That one's actually on the SEC network. Only undefeated team in the SEC gets tested against maybe the second-best volleyball team in uh, K- or Tennessee tonight. Arkansas soccer tied LSU last night 1-1. They'll play Ole Miss back at Razorback Field on Saturday. So If you really wanted to, you could go Arkansas basketball tonight. You can go Arkansas football tomorrow, and you could go Arkansas soccer on Sunday if you wanted to hit the trifecta this weekend.
1: It's all there, and I bet a lot of people do. I yep. bet a lot of people will do that.
3: Uh, that is going to do it for your hog update this morning. It is brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up
0: with any malarkey call. 8-8-8-8 Sparky.
3: All right, well, again, we're live at Lululemon in Fayetteville for the next hour or so. If you want to come by and see us, 200 West Center Street off the square. We got some big college football matchups this weekend, not just within the SEC like the third Saturday in October. We're going to see what happens in Columbus, Ohio this weekend, and it is our favorite segment of the week. It's time to get into our Man Friday picks. Sean, how are you this Friday morning here? as It's a little chillier October. I know you guys like that.
2: Love and enjoy the weather. It just – it just energizes, gets us out there, and we're just ready to, to make it happen, get it done.
3: It's a little different in the summer, right, when it's 90, 100 degrees. This, uh, these 50s and 60s are a lot better for uh, being outside, isn't it?
2: It's a lot nicer when you first walk outside and you just don't immediately start sweating. So you can, uh, <laughs> you can <laughs> have That's to th- what... th- throw on a little jacket to get started.
3: All right, well, let's do it. Let's get into our Man Friday
0: picks. Fenceman Friday Picks. Call the Fenceman for all kinds of fences, controlled access, and custom iron projects. 479-782-3936. The Fenceman. We ain't afraid of no work.
3: All right, we're going to start with the third Saturday of October. Right? Alabama is an 8.5-point favorite, Tommy, on the Bet and app. We all know what happened last year, last second field goal. Bama's ticked off. Are they ticked off by nine or more points, though?
2: I think Tennessee keeps it close. Bama wins the game, but I'll take uh, you said eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Tennessee in the points for me, please.
1: Ramajama, I'm going with Alabama to cover.
2: That's the one place I didn't
3: go to last week. I wanted to do that right next to the stadium in Tuscaloosa. Didn't make it. I'm going to go Alabama in this one too. If Tennessee had a stronger passing attack, Sean, I take them. But I think Alabama is going to be too much, especially in Bryant Denny Stadium tomorrow.
2: Go Vols all the way. Going with the well, balls. that's a, Got a split.
3: Got a split on this one. All right. Staying within the SEC, Ole Miss is a six and a half point favorite on the road in Auburn at Jordan Hare Stadium, the Hugh Freeze Bowl, guys. Six and a half. <laughs> Who do we like in this one? I'm actually gonna go the home team. I like Auburn getting six and a half at home. I don't know if they win the game, but I like them getting that six and a half. I'll
2: take the Ole Miss uh, Rebels. I think uh, I think they're just a the better team by a long shot. So I
1: think this is an easy one. Ole Miss has historically struggled to win at Auburn. They'll continue to do that. Auburn in the points. All
3: right, Sean, what do you think? Ole
2: Miss will win by two Ole
3: touchdowns. Miss, yep. Ole Miss by two, two touchdowns. Two,
2: touchdowns.
3: two, two touchdowns. touchdowns. Yes. All right, going the opposite on this one. All right, the Arkansas game. Arkansas, right now on the Bet Saracen app, is a six and a half point favorite at home against the Mississippi State. Bulldogs. I think it opened as like seven and a half or eight and a half, but tommy has gone down a little bit. Can they win by a touchdown or more tomorrow?
2: Give me the Hogs.
3: Give me the Hogs, Chuck. Yeah, I think, I mean, I was talking earlier this week, I think Arkansas got a chance to win this game by double digits. And I, know I just wish hard. I
2: knew who the quarterback was going to be for the opponent. Yeah, it, you know, Ryder That changes Rogers. everything.
3: It does. Um, I tend to think that Rodgers is not going to play tomorrow, but I've been wrong before. So I'm going to go Arkansas on this one to a win by at least a touchdown. Sean, do you got them winning or do you got them covering?
2: Uh, I got them winning. I mean, just clearing the field with them. I think Homer, it it. Homer it up. Homer it up, Sean. Go. Right. They're going to yeah. take it all yeah. the there way. This, all right. is, this is the start of the – they're going to win out the rest of the season. I just I, believe it, man. we are going to treat them like the top of a tee post, right? I'm You're going to just hammer them. All, all the right.
3: way. <laughs> all right, Chuck, we're going to go to Columbia, Missouri for you. We're South Carolina coming off a tough loss at home to Florida goes to maybe the surprise of the sec and the missouri tigers missouri is a seven and a half point favorite at home in columbia do they cover against the visiting usc gamecocks
1: i'm going to take missouri to cover but i got a bone to pick last week you gave me i think the other game was what missouri and kentucky i think that was right yes two and a half point spread as opposed to an arkansas game with a 19 point spread This one's close. Yeah, this one's close. This one's close. But last week was, was, was not close. Didn't you get it right, though? Well, that's beside the point. That's 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 that's. that's, Well, of course I got it right. I mean, mean, of course I got it right. You got it right. But my point is, there was there was an you know there's an aura of unfairness there. Uh, But
2: while you're at it, get off his lawn
1: too. I know. Chuck
3: Chuck sounds like the fan that's going to be mad tomorrow. Arkansas is going to win. Would you pour decaf
1: by accident? I flush it as soon as it's (laughs) over with. I'm just saying that last week I was treated very unfairly. That's all that I'm saying. Well, apologize. It's all that I'm saying. Did you forget
3: his throne? Did you I'm, forget? Going with,
1: so. uh, I'm going with Missouri to come. But look, the, kind of
2: best of the best of the best always gets the harder questions. That's right. That's yeah. a, it's just you an know. expectation, Chuck. <laughs> we just <laughs> didn't figure There's no just no hill for a stepper like you. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, I mean,
1: I was right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be very clear. No confidence <laughs> just there so at all. Just, clear. just so there's no confusion.
3: So we got a great text from Bobby in Ashdown this morning on the McCartney Daniel Hotline saying, Chuck, you gave him goosebumps when you were describing the trip to see our beloved Razorbacks because it's those exact reasons we're driving up from Ashdown this weekend. We're going to the same restaurants. We're staying at the same hotel. We're going over the same stories after all these trips in Fayetteville. And uh, I know I've got a, a contingency that I haven't seen in a couple years that's coming up this weekend, and I'm really excited to see him as well.
1: You know, when I was coming up here years ago as a child, it was always the Ozark Mountain Smokehouse on the old highway. And there are times – well, I'm really going to sound like an old man here. There are times when I've got extra time. I will go down the old highways. I call it, 71. And, you know, there have been several incarnations – of the Ozark Mountain Smokehouse. They're on seventy one B since the big highway, the new highway opened up. And um but you know, every time I drive by, it's like a lifetime of memories mm-hmm. for me. And I think it's that way for people when they come to Razorback games. And and because we've been doing it all our lives, most people in Arkansas that are gonna come to the game tomorrow, they're not the first person in their family that's ever come to the game some of them are yeah. but for a lot of them they're they're you know it's they're the next generation and okay. so um, those are the things you think about when you come to a game at least that's what i think about i remember the old
2: smokehouse you'd
1: stop in you'd build yeah, your own sandwich exactly. if, you, if you put too much on it dad get a little upset
2: Absolutely. that sandwich cost nearly $4 dollars <laughs> Well back in the day they'd weigh it Ty. you'd build it they'd weigh it well, and they'd charge even, you by the ounce
1: but i remember even before that <laughs> when they were 99 cents a ham sandwich at the smokehouse was 99 cents, and then they got to the point where I guess they weren't making any money or not making enough. Then they went to that weighted thing. Yeah. And uh – yeah, I can remember getting scolded yeah. a time or two there for the uh, having a sandwich it was a little too expensive.
2: <laughs> a little. Why'd you get two slices of cheese? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, pile it up.
3: Food costs, as we know, have gone up over the years. I remember when I first started in school, what wings were at Lucky Luke's at 39 cents, and then there now, weren't I
1: mean, any wings when we were growing up. Wings were like the was that know, a luxury? You bought a pack of whole chicken and you had a couple of wings in there. That's yeah. what wings were back then. Well,
3: Dave from Nixon, Missouri, asking for a good idea for a post-game meal. He He's got to be back in Springfield for a wedding X6. I had Sassy's last night. Jeff hooked me up. I had a half rack of ribs and a whole fix
2: Try to and get into well, Herman's. If you can get to, to Herman's, get, try to
3: get into Herman's.
2: Herman's is, you know, that that's, you know, you might want to try to go tonight even uh, if you get to Herman's. Have, have Nick fix you on them big steaks. Get some ribs to start. I had luncheon the other day. He brought out four bones, man, for to just kind of get started. That little salsa and those crackers, man. That 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 would be a. Either way, you go, either place there. I mean, there's a lot of good spots, yeah. but. Uh those are two of the best. And we mentioned again all the events this weekend. and you can really
3: go basketball tonight, football tomorrow, and then uh, also soccer on Sunday if you want to do the trifecta. There will be a lot of people, and a lot of people that I've spoken to, regardless of age, are staying around campus after the game because, I mean, with the game being at 11 o'clock, it'll about 2.30,
2: and then you'll have, yeah. again, plenty of college plenty football
1: Plenty of time watch. for mom and dad to drive the kids around campus and tell them how yeah. things used to be.
2: Yeah. You might go – you talk about places to eat. Sometimes when you go to Herman's the night before the game, you see some of the stars that are on TV the next day, even some of the uh, the other team's people. I know when Alabama comes here, Eli Gold loves to go to go to Herman's when he was traveling with the team. Most of them do. Yeah. Most of them do.
3: Well, uh, we have the luxury right now of having a, a few connections. Chuck, you just got a text uh, in the break that we have two tickets to give away. So if you want to go to this game, maybe you had planned to be up here for homecoming this weekend, but we've got two tickets right now. If you want to call or text us at 877-377-6963.
2: Pick the caller, Tommy. What number? Well, let's see. Uh, ABC Pants. Okay. So let's just go Caller 3 caller for three. ABC. Two yeah. tickets again to the game this ABC, week. One, two, three. A lot of people hopefully should be here for this football game. I t- if there's, I've got two tickets for tonight's exhibition basketball game. Do you? Okay. Think anybody would want to go to that? Yeah, I think so. So again, Caller 3 for football tickets. We'll
3: make it Caller 7
2: for the basketball
3: tickets. If you want to come to the football game tomorrow and then the basketball game tonight, I am unfortunately not going to be able to go to this game tonight I really did want to see this team in action coach said earlier this week Trevin Brazil will be ready to go tonight he won't play a lot but they'll do some things in the exhibition game this one at least you'll see more of what they're probably going to do in the season for that Purdue game I would guess based on I'm his excited comments.
1: about the Trevin Brazil stuff mm-hmm. um you know that's that's the part that I've been wondering about more than anything I, I don't have any doubt they'll pull this thing together I, I don't I don't have any doubt that by the time we get to February and March, that all these parts will have come together and they will have a good team. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain of that. Um, I am I'm really wondering how Brazil is going to come back because I think Brazil is just a, he's a unique talent. He's a special player. Even if he didn't play for the Razorbacks, you hope a guy like that comes back from that kind of injury and can be what he was before. Because I'm going to tell you, when he went down... Um, I think he was headed toward a season where he would he would have been first team All Conference and and you know maybe even on a team beyond just All SEC. I, I think he's that kind of player and I won't say he's the key to the whole season, but I'm going to tell you if he can play all year long like he did last year, they got a chance to go further than they did a year ago. Yeah.
3: Musa uh, mentioned that if he had played last season, he felt like the freshman would have come quicker on. They might have won five or six games this week, and he also. Was talking about again the All Conference. He's picked preseason All Conference. We didn't even see him a full game last year, and that's what the coaches again and media have respect for him. The coaches poll hasn't come out yet to just point, but I think about like just how this roster looks now. Mus was talking about it earlier this week. Here's what he said about just the roster now and what it might look like in a couple months. Roster management, in college athletics, whether you're a football coach, baseball, basketball, it doesn't really matter. Roster management's a big key, how you're putting together your team. And certainly for us, we do not know, like, who's our game closer? What's our end of game set? That's going to evolve, which it has for us each of the last four years. So who we are in November will be much different in March for sure. And if we're not, shame on us. We should be a team that gets better, uh, especially with all the new pieces. And we've seen Tommy Staple again bust his teams. You brought up they don't really have the luxury, kind of seeping into conference play. they got to have to be ready nope. for these opening these opening games, and especially in the uh, Bahamas as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, if you spend too much time on the beach, you'll get rolled up yeah. in Atlantis because uh, there's going to be some stiff competition, some big brand names, Michigan, North Carolina, what, Villanova. And Arkansas is becoming one of those brands too. So, I mean, I don't think those other teams going to sleep on the hogs, but you better be ready to go put it on them down there because uh, – You've got a tough November as far as the difficulty of games. Well,
1: the one thing that you got to remember about that tournament is everyone's going to be in a similar spot. They're going to be trying to pick up wins that are going to benefit them when we get to March. Um, unfortunately, and we've seen this before, sometimes it seems like you're penalized for a loss in November more than you're given credit for a win in November. And um, I don't think it ought to be that way, but like it is that way to me sometimes and so everybody's going to be playing in that tournament with the same idea you know we want to win games that are noticeable when it comes time to march Uh, you know when it comes time to select in march so Arkansas's focus is going to be just like everybody else's over there.
3: Well, the focus uh, this weekend is predominantly on the, the football team and them hosting Mississippi State. And we're talking about – Musk was talking about roster there. Your roster is going to be added a little bit this weekend, it looks like. You did give the defense credit. They played well despite losing some key guys, including uh, Dwight McLaughlin. I don't know, again, his status. But you're getting some guys back this week. And if the defense is playing this good without them – I wonder how much we could see a defense tomorrow that might even not have to play a starting quarterback. How quality of a defense we'll see.
1: Well, generally speaking, when you're playing a team whose starting quarterback's not playing, your defense looks better. And I would suspect if Mississippi State's starting quarterback does not play tomorrow, Arkansas's defense is going to have a chance for a good day. If Mississippi State's quarterback, starting quarterback doesn't play tomorrow, and Arkansas's defense doesn't have a good day, they're going to get beat and you know that's just how it works so uh, I think Arkansas' defense will have a good day tomorrow, particularly if Rodgers can't play.
3: Mississippi State is last in the conference in first down game this season. They're not great in a lot of different offense areas. They've changed their offense. Chuck, Arkansas, we know there's been a lot of pushback to them change their offense and maybe not going according to plan, but it, it hasn't assimilated like maybe some Mississippi State fans thought it would with Rodgers, and he's had to deal with injury concerns. And I mean, any time you lose your head coach to an untimely death, that, that's got to throw a flux in things.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a bad situation there. They were in a spot where, when Coach Leach died, it would have been almost unconscionable to go out and hire an entire new staff mm-hmm. um, because those kids had had a, you know, they had an event happen in their lives that most of us don't have to go through, you know, particularly at that age and. Um, you know, they, because when you bring somebody in from the outside as a head coach, you bring everybody in. It's it's not just the head coach. You bring 40, 50, 60 people with you. Um, the uh, the office changes. The secretary changes. Everyone that the, the players have had contact with is gone. And so they were in a spot where they just really had to promote Arnett. And I'm not saying he was worthy or unworthy. I don't know enough about it to know, to be honest with you. But I think they were in a spot where they had to. Um, I know their fans, just like everybody else, love Mike Leach. Um, you know, fans, and I, I firmly believe this, they'd much rather you lose 41-38 to 38 than 10-7, to 7, um, even though a loss is a loss. Mm-hmm. And they still lost plenty of games when Leach was there, but they scored plenty of points, too, and, and, and people like that. Now they're a 500 team and they're not scoring. And so people tend to, you know, wonder what's going on. Uh, but, but again, I, I'll go back to what I said a little bit earlier. This is, to me, it's as simple as... Does Will Rogers play? Yeah. If Will Rogers plays tomorrow, I think we're going to have, ha- have a heck of a game. If he doesn't, Mississippi State's going to have some trouble. We had a, can- a chance to catch up with SEC media days, and one of the things, Tommy, he
3: told us is he was pretty pretty open and honest about the 9 of 11 starters coming back. They're picked last in the West. Um, offensively, though, they, they've just not adjusted like he was hoping they
1: would. Well, I don't know that they've adjusted as a program. I think they were dealt something that, that – you know even transcends what happens out there on the field and I, I've, I've just not seen evidence yet that that they've really recovered from that as a program
0: you're listening to the east side liquor halftime podcast check out the bud light morning rush podcast at hit this podcast has been presented by bet online This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.